Good. You might have already explored that, and Maybe. everyone out there might have already explored it too. But I just, and you're just I the last to, person on the boat. Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, Tell us okay, what so they were discussing whether or not time travel is possible. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of um, reasons why it's not possible. But the one that really blew my mind was, mm-hmm. um, for example, here's the thing. They said time travel is possible in the future mm-hmm. by like milliseconds, but not in the past because you would end up in a cycle where you might not exist. So let's say you went back to change something. You went yeah. back to yeah. kill your father or whatever. Yeah. Then how would you be in the present? Like you end up in a loop, in a yeah. time loop. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, damn. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> Where'd like, you find that? Cora. Oh, okay. But they were saying the person who's been on space the longest, when they actually did come back to Earth, they appeared in earth like a fraction of a second in the future like isn't that so weird just so, based off of time and their formulas and all of that stuff wow i don't have the maths we but gotta, <laughs> i gotta go watch interstellar again to see if that math works out right i know <laughs> I so apparently see. you can travel in the future by very very little or um we just don't well basically they said we just don't have the mathematical equations to get in the future right and we're very, very certain that we can't time travel in the past. I think it's impossible to go into the future because time is not on a line. It's in a circle. And if you were to go into the future, then that means a past version of you has gone into the future, which is not possible. See, this time As soon as as you get to the future, exactly. As soon as you get to the future, you become someone who's gone to the future in the past. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I'm so confused. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Hi, everyone. I'm a massage table. Yes. And I am the person who is next in line. Giving the massage? No, for the massage. (laughs) So get your hands ready. No. uh, (laughs) I'm ready to go. I I don't give massages. I only get massages. That's facts on facts on facts. <laughs> you can't even deny that's, that. That's facts on facts. I, I, facts I, I don't even know how to give a massage at all. <laughs> Your hands aren't even <laughs> shaped in the way to yeah, give a massage. They're too pretty. We're the Sosephoria Podcast, and we're dedicated to making your lives a little bit better. Just a little bit, though. Or else to be better than ours. And today, we are going to talk to you about um, something that we have been having some conversations with our friends about, and we figured that we should extend the convo. Some of you will have heard about love languages before. Some of you won't. We're going to dive deep, um, and then we're going to come out on the other side. (laughs) What? <laughs> that sounds like not love languages, or it sounds that like a is certain love type language. of love that language, is. if you know what I'm saying. Okay, okay, so uh, you know what I'm talking about now. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, what? first of all, um, there's five of them. We're going to list them for you. Yes, there's five main love languages. Um, and basically, just to explain what a love language is, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's uh, your version of communicating in your love relationships. So um, not not just your relationships, but your friendships, your, um, although I would say work relationships might be a little bit different, but um, the types of things that you need and the types of things that you give in these love relationships. Yeah, exactly. And um, each one of them is different for, for each person. It's kind of like your own 
your own uh, fingerprint, your own DNA, your own blueprint, whatever. Everyone's got a different level of each one for yeah. themselves. So we're going to figure out like what's good for what. Not necessarily like what love language is compatible with other love languages, because I think as we go along, we're okay. going to realize. We're not here to tell your fortune. That's true. That's true. We <laughs> we're don't know shit. We're not here to tell your fortune. So, and that's the other thing. So we're going to we're gonna um, just have a conversation in general about um, how you can kind of like communicate through love languages. Right. The reason actually we started talking about this is because my friend um, had recently broken up with someone and she went out and got the book. There is a the book. book. Yeah, there's a book. Which it's, one is it's it? It's literally called The Five Love Languages. Oh, um, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to tell me it's literally called The Book. The Book. <laughs> the Book. Capital T, capital B, <laughs> not the Bible, but maybe a love type of Bible or I something. Love, I love Bible. Um, and she realized that her and the person that she was dating were communicating in two totally separate um, love languages. And it's pretty obvious once you break it down. You're like, oh, yeah, that's me. And, you know, this person might be that. But I guess, yeah, that's why it's important to break it down, just so yeah. you know. So we're gonna, So I'm going to give you the list of them. Um, and then we're going to go into each one, have a little conversation, talk about how to interact with others and how you can uh, best communicate with people who uh, identify strongly with each one. Yeah. So the f- <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I, do you want me to list them? I yeah, don't mind so listening. Go, okay. go first because I All can't right. see from that angle. All right. So the five, the five main love languages are gift giving, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service and um, physical touch. Yeah, so um, we're going to take each one down. The first one's gift giving. Um, obviously, this one, I guess that that's pretty self-explanatory. People who are uh, in relationships or friendships are big into presenting gifts as a sign of affection. Um, people who are big into, you know, surprises, stuff like that. Um, all, all signs of a big gift giver as a person who... Thing. And the thing about it is that... Um, they will re- they will reciprocate the type of love that they want, and it might not be the type of love that you need. But most people only most people are mainly good at giving the kind of love that they want back. They don't. It's hard to figure out what kind of love someone else wants and then do it. Um, and that's why it's so important to be able to communicate through different love languages. Um, but what kind of so like if you if you have friends or if you have a person of of interest who uh, identifies in gift-giving. Um, I would tell them that's ridiculous. Get a new love language. <laughs> what is even your love language? I, I, yeah, even love language? I would say get a new love language no, because <laughs> we don't have endless, bottomless pockets here. <laughs> gift-giving is so expensive. No, stop. but the thing is, so this is actually very interesting because I think a lot of people might fall under the gift-giving category without even realizing it, especially yeah. females, for example, who... Mm. Um, might hold the expectation and and I know this from personal experience I'm not I'm not generalizing all women these are my friends who um, you know expect the man to pay or expect the man to have like some version of chivalry including like gifts or 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 something of monetary value so I think I have a a question about that. that though is that is that gift giving or is that another one that is that acts of service i was just gonna bring that up i think that i was gonna bring that up later service. down the line i mm. think acts of service can often get tied into gift giving. oh okay the, the mighty tangled web we weave <laughs> yeah okay so um what what so basically so what what are some of the uh 
Yeah, I mean, you you kind of you kind of threw some shade on them earlier, but what kind of? <laughs> <laughs> what hey, kind, I'm allowed to. You, know, care. you are, you are, you are. Um, what kind of? Uh, pitfalls could you run into with someone who's like heavy into the gift giving obviously obviously if your pockets aren't deep it's difficult to um, always present a gift or a surprise or something that people can you know hold yeah. on to tangibly but what are some of the other problems because i feel like there's a couple more well i i don't think that we need to necessarily look at the problems with inherent within each category because every category of course has its own problems i think mm. the major problem is when you fall largely into one area and the person who you're expressing your love to just doesn't yeah so or when they or when they just can't appreciate the kind of love that you're giving to them <sighs> acts of service <laughs> literally uh, when i wake up every morning and clean the whole place let's move on to the next one in our uh list uh which is quality time um I, they have a devotion for acts of service but i would say devotion and quality time are pretty pretty close together don't you think I mean, yeah, I think, and that's the thing, though. I think there's threads in all of these within each category anyway. That's true. Quality time is so interesting, though, because I almost feel like that's a given. And I couldn't even imagine myself in a relationship or friendships where I don't spend quality time with a person. Even right. someone who, um, even if you have, like, a remote friendship. And, and I guess you can speak on that, too. Right. Like, there are other ways to have... Um, quality time than actual like physical quality time yeah yeah exactly and i mean for myself who have who has friends uh overseas a bunch of friends in st Kitts and some in america and some in wherever else why i don't go um (laughs) (laughs) who knows london other places uh taiwan um but yeah so it's it can be difficult and you have to keep up and technology makes that easier nowadays but um if you have friends who are specifically uh you know invested in receiving quality time from you it can be even more of a strain than you would normally have uh i have a a friend uh my best friend actually zoe um shout out to zoe um she she is not a good texter Mm -hmm. at all and she'll freely admit that but i'm sure some of her other friends not me but some of her other friends um get upset when they you know aren't able to speak with her um and spend that quality time and if they're not love language, but if their friendship love language is... It's still a love language. Yeah, it's still a love language, right? If you still appreciate that quality time, even via text or Skype or whatever, um, and and you don't feel like you're getting that reciprocated to you, um, it can be very frustrating. But you also have to understand that that might not be the situation for someone else. And and that's where communicating through different love languages really comes into play. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next one is words of affirmation. Um, and that just comes into sweet talking and, you know, lullabies, not even talk sweet talking. little whispers of love. And it's, it's sweet just, nothings. it's just a vocal, <laughs> a vocal, a more vocal. Yeah. Just I saying, love I love you a yeah. lot. Saying, I love you a but lot. But even with your friends You're beautiful. Too. Or your friends. Yeah. So letting important. them know you appreciate well, them. For me, I think that's them. so important. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, I think that's so important though. That your that. friends know, um, that you appreciate them or okay. them letting you know that they appreciate you. Um, I would say both. I would oh, say okay. both because I do like to hear those things. Right, um, right. And and vice versa. Yeah, I definitely um, get that get that from you too. I think um, you definitely do strike me as a person who likes affirmation. I, I do too. I think you like um, affirmation. I do too a lot, uh, especially when it comes to like opinions and the way that I feel about certain things because um, 
I guess it's easy to say that you don't care about other people's opinions and it's easy to say right. that you uh, don't um, want to be, you know, influenced by other people or whatever. But it's also very good to be influenced by other people sometimes right. because you can, um, if you if you respect their opinion and you think that they have something important to say, you could actually really get benefit mm -hmm. from uh, listening or being swayed by someone else's opinion. So it's, it's really that constant struggle between um, hearing enough to know what's right and then being able to lock off the rest. And um, when it comes to words of affirmation, I think for myself, um, I, I look for a certain level and then I'm like, okay, good. I've received that vote of confidence from the people whose opinion I really trust and anyone else who doesn't fall into that category, I couldn't care less. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So I would say my, my words of affirmation is probably like, if I had to rank them for me, it's probably like somewhere in the middle. Right. Maybe uh, two or not, not two, maybe like three or four. Right. Just cause you know, I have a certain limit and then I'm good. Yeah. Um, so the next one is, the next one is acts of service, which we touched on earlier. But before we go do that, <laughs> pause for a cause. It's time. For the So Sephora Hot Seat <laughs> Love Languages Edition. <laughs> All right. So if this is your first time ever being a part of the So Sephora Hot Seat, first of all, Welcome. You have um, entered into the twilight zone. Second the of all, <laughs> second of all, um, the twilight zone of realness. Second of all, um, this is going to be lightning around 10 questions. And then we are going to just stare at each other blankly, having realized our deepest, darkest secrets have been revealed <laughs> on the air. <laughs> all right. You all ready? Right. Go first. Okay. The first question, what's the most, oh, this question's in lieu of Canada Day that just recently passed. So what's the most Canadian thing you've ever done? Uh, Canadian, the most Canadian thing I've ever done was go to Tobomori <laughs> on Canada Day. <laughs> on Canada Day. And um, thank Put you. A pitch to 10, even though it wasn't needed because we weren't staying there that long. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're Canadian. <laughs> we eh? just wanted it and we had to say it. We had to do it. We're Canadian. Um, and um, thankfully, I wasn't drinking like uh, Labatt Blues or anything. I was just oh drinking straight Heinies. But I was drinking straight Heinies. Is Coors Light Canadian? Coors Light is not Canadian, oh, but it say, is North American, which beer. is also something that I kind of resent but anyway <laughs> i don't uh, my question okay uh best movie you've watched so far this year um definitely not ghostbusters <laughs> since we, we didn't, didn't finish, even it? finish it hey but why i liked ghostbusters it need, okay no i liked Kinda. it too it was it was funny some parts were og but why does ghostbusters need to be two and a half hours long it was it two no it was two hours and, and we 15 stopped at, minutes it was two hours and 15 minutes we stopped at an hour and like 35 and we just ended the movie for ourselves like, like where we thought it was appropriate we know to where end. this is going <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get the guy and, the, um, and so yeah i don't really have an answer so okay i know what it's not but go ahead if you could drink only one drink for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Non-alcoholic, alcoholic, anything. Can I, I mean, I mean, I feel like I should be responsible and say water. <laughs> but can I say like... Uh, Orange juice. <laughs> yeah, can I say like... But the thing is, like, if I could only drink one thing, like, okay, what if what I wake up in the night and I'm like, yo, I need something to drink right now. And it can only be orange juice. orange juice. Or like then I'm awake because I got, like, a sugar rush. And, and acid. Yeah, and stomach. I got mad acid okay, reflux. Okay, so what would it be? Um, okay, well, I mean, if I can say water, I'll choose water. But if not, if I have to choose something that has, like, a flavor to it, 
then I might go for, I might just say, fuck it and go for like a ting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not hesitant to say bubble tea. Like, I'm <laughs> so not a kid. Three o'clock in the morning when you don't have anything All else right. to drink when your throat is dry. Oh, no. All the right. bubbles are really good. Okay. Love, love me some tapioca. <laughs> some fresh tapioca. Sorry. What's, what's one time you called a person the wrong name awkwardly? Ooh, like I wish I had a cool, funny ex story, but I think like the most awkward time was when I called my teacher mom. <laughs> like, I think everyone's, everyone's done, that. done that, right? Everyone, one time or the other. It's, it's mortifying though when you're like yeah, in grade three. Yeah, some sissy three. shit. Yeah, it's some sissy you're shit. Like, what? <laughs> some fucking sissy shit. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're a pansy if you do that. That's so funny. We ha- okay. So what's um? Well, this is gonna be hard. But what's your most embarrassing moment? I think just think of the oh, first thing that comes man. to your mind. <laughs> I mean, oh, the other day. <laughs> That was bad. I'll tell the story. That, I don't mind. Yeah, tell I the can story. laugh at myself. No problem. Oh, I'll tell the I story. Was, I was so embarrassed. I Very was ready. embarrassing. I did not Very want to claim you anymore. All right. I was so, done. Um, Amanda's brother and his fiance were over, uh, chilling at our apartment. And um, I thought I made an order for some, uh, some food. And um, I call the guy, and it's been 45 minutes. There's no show. I call the guy. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. We don't have your number. Um, I was like, what? That's wild. Uh, how can you not have my number? I, I called you 50, uh, 48, 45 minutes ago. And he's like, nope. And they waited another hour. And he's like, no, I still don't have your number. And, and, and I don't have your order. But meanwhile, Patrick <laughs> is telling us that he's tracking the order. <laughs> I'm like, I got, I got the order, guys. This is, this is a done deal. You're like, oh, because it's I was five, looking five at it and it came on a receipt. I got the order from my email. They just didn't have my number order. But I got the email registrations. That's why I was so confused. And it said I should be there by 10.52. And it was like almost 11. I'm like, nowhere to be found. So, um, no, it was almost 12 because you went to Wendy's at 1. Oh, yeah. We no, I went to Wendy's. No, time. I went to Wendy's at 12.30. Don't jump the gun, though. So, uh... All of this to find out. Amanda gets fed up. She calls, she calls the guy. And the guy's like, yeah, we don't have uh, the actual number. Turns out I had the wrong number the whole time. I was just... He put the wrong number. I put number the wrong number in, in the, the whole time. In the order, in the order the whole time. And um, they never sent the they order They never out. sent my order out. So there was no one to fill out the order. And Patrick and was tracking an email. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was tracking was not actually tracking at it all. It was just an email receipt. It was receipt. just an email receipt that went nowhere. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so mad about that. Yeah, it was terrible. But I, I made up for it. I went to Wendy's and, and I got next, everybody everything. Next question. Next question. All right. Uh, name the first and last parts of your body that you shower. First part the, and last part. The first part is my vagina. The last part is my vagina. <laughs> I basically, the, wait, wait, I basically I have a question. only shower my vagina. <laughs> I was going to say, is there even a middle? <laughs> No. Okay. I pretty much just hop in the shower to shower my vagina. Fair, I miss the enough. days when I had a bidet. If any of you. Oh my god. <laughs> all, right, any... all right. I'm cutting this. No, whole you can't cut podcast. that out. This whole podcast. That's is done. so. You're cutting the whole podcast, not I'm just that part. I'm literally European. <laughs> literally, like all day, you've just been dissing my roots. <laughs> this has gone way too far. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather lose your short-term memory or your long-term memory? Oh man, that's really difficult because I need both of them really badly. <laughs> okay, but like I don't care. You gotta pick. What's the limit on short-term memory? Oh my god, I did like. When does it become long-term? Question. <laughs> no, because I'm really shook right now that you would even ask me that. <laughs> I'm really upset that like, you would even ask me a question. I my whole job as a poet is is memorizing words and then saying them Yikes. back in front so of the audience. So imagine you only had like a 30 <laughs> second memory span. 
<laughs> like what? Is that short term? Thirty seconds. That's goldfish. That's not short term. Would you rather have the memory? Short term of- is like two days. <laughs> what are you talking about? I would have to learn, memorize, okay, wake so up, and perform have each your, poem in two days. You'd rather have your long term memory. I think I would, but please, God, may that never happen. And my question is. <laughs> Uh, if you had a, if you had to be an animal, which animal would it be and why? Oh, I think I think this came up in things before. I've always wanted to be in a, things, just in things, in just, just in things, just in the podcast things. Okay, I've always wanted to be a dolphin. Yeah. Um. <laughs> why? <laughs> I've always wanted to be a dolphin. Because I just yeah, dolphins just seem so fascinating, and they feel emotions like not oh, in the same yeah. capacity, but similar to the way that humans feel emotion. They feel heartbreak. And they have sex for pleasure, um, which is not something you see normally in the animal kingdom. Yeah, exa- I want to be a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting wild. That's wet and wild. That's really wet and wild. That's wet and wild. That's really wet and wild. You. Your Me? Yeah. Oh, um, what's one nickname you have that you don't want other people to know? I mean, Tapa to me sounds like it has no use. I like when my family calls me that, but other tapa. than that, it just yeah. sounds like your former life as a tap dancer. <laughs> yeah, I was used. I used to be a hot tapa, <laughs> hot tapa, hot tapa, hot tapa. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, if you had the power to grant one of the biblical miracles, which biblical miracle would it be? Um, turning one piece of bread into like a million. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not what happened. <laughs> One piece of bread into a million. Yeah, didn't you get the fish and the bread and you felt like... You, well, first of all, you didn't say anything about the fish just now. And then you also said a million. And everyone it's not knows, even close okay, to being a million. Everyone knows what I mean, though. Yeah, everyone knows the half basic of a, of a miracle that may or may not have been performed. That was a terrible rendition. Did There's you even some, read anything in the Bible ever? Something about a mustard seed. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut your plug right there. And we're going to move on to your final question. You asked me a Bible question. That's true. That's true. But, you know, people know all the biblical miracles. Yeah, I just said the most famous one. <laughs> other than Jesus being born himself. No. <laughs> Someone's an atheist. Uh, the views expressed by Amanda on Social Warrior Podcast are not those of uh, Patrick Walters. Sorry, all mom. views have been uh, gone, done so without Sorry, the express mom, written dad, consent. Nana, no, no. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're very disappointed. Patrick's mom. Patrick's <laughs> yeah, my dad. mom is really mad at you right now whenever she listens to this. Um, oh, my gosh. She's <laughs> all right. Um, I think that is indeed the end of the Sosephoria hot seat. Hot seat. Yahtzee. I always feel like when you say hot seat, it sounds like Yahtzee. Sosephoria Yahtzee. Sosephoria Yahtzee. We might just make it. I like that. So um, <laughs> when we last joined our heroine characters, they were about to speak about acts of service. Um, I think you should take this one because... It's my fave. Yeah, it's like your top, top. Um, Acts of service. No, this is definitely my main love language. And um, have I always realized this? I don't think I always realized this. I think I actually started to realize this when I started living um, with Patrick, that that was my main love language. And not for any other reason than, I, I think it just gets highlighted the more, like, closer you are to someone or close proximity um i've always been that way even with my friends just Mm. whether it's doing nice things or um going out of my way to 
offer a hand or a favor yeah, you're or ex- you're an extremely nice person like you always are it going really out of is. your way like putting yourself even and it's so weird because even if it's someone i don't yeah. generally care about like yeah. i'll still or even be, even people you actively don't like you still do things for Oh, that's just the Canadian in me. <laughs> I can't help it. Can't help it. Born that I way. can't help it, eh? Um, <laughs> wow. This is, this is the most Canadian episode of this was No, podcast. but I think that through living with someone, I've learned to appreciate more when someone does an act of service uh, to me or for me. Right. So I think it's pretty cool. I think that it's not really one that meshes well with a lot of other ones i think it, it kind of does stand alone like if someone is super physical and you're super acts of service you you might come with a little bit of a problem unless their their acts of service are physical if you know oh. what i mean <laughs> I, see, I see what you did there i see what you did there um but yeah I, I agree i think i think it's not necessarily that it stands alone as a love language but it's definitely um one of it's one of those where you have to you have to definitely know it about yourself or else you're going to come across to people as like whether it be needy or greedy or just um always unsatisfied always unsatisfied and stuff like that it's not and i know it's for people who have that as their love language mostly um access service is not about being greedy or whatever it's just uh an affirmation of affection really Mm -hmm. um and so it but it could be perceived in the wrong way if you're not if you're not open and you're not aware of it and you're able to communicate not able to communicate it with other people and i think that's one of the most important things in general um as we get to the last one which is physical touch that um, in general, you're able to communicate what your specific love language is to someone else and also um, get to know them enough that you can figure out what their love language is or them have there. them tell you and, and then meet and them there. It's, yeah. it's, it's important to know because it's not just what someone else can do for you. It really is what you can do for someone else as well, especially mm-hmm. in your relationships. Like If you're aware that um, someone else's love languages might be more gift-giving or more quality time or more physical, like you're able it doesn't mean that it's not going to work you can come to a middle ground or um not even a middle ground just hey this person might like this do you know what i mean yeah i think that's what helps a relationship or friendship thrive yeah exactly and and the more you're knowing about what someone else would be um appreciated of appreciative of um the the less time you have to spend um you know arguing or going back and yeah, forth about different definitely. things it just makes everything work a lot smoother um and just to touch on the final one which is physical touch if one of the ones that i resonate highly with um i think between that and uh if i had to if i had to do another one it'd probably be like words of affirmation mm-hmm. um no quality time Quality time would definitely be my number right. two. Physical touch and, and quality and those, time. And those kind of do go two. hand in hand together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I uh, I try my best to spend good quality time with um, everyone who I care about. Um, my friends and family, Amanda. Um, you know, even people who I don't um, always see very often, I still try to reach out to them and spend quality time. And, and um, as far as physical touch goes, I'm a very touchy person. I'm always, you know, uh, a dap or a hug or yeah. whatever it is. Um, and I think that um, it's one of the ways that I'm just like, yo, I'm here. Uh, I appreciate you, mm-hmm. whatever, da 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 da. That's thing. awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's the five. Um, I think uh, we have a, a, a good, a better understanding at least 
of uh, where where our love languages are. And I hope that you have been listening to the conversation and figuring out. <laughs> wow. Figure. <laughs> I hope you've been listening to the conversation and figuring out um, which one you resonate with the most. Yeah. And you should take the time to communicate that with your friends, family, loved ones. Um, first yourself, figure out what it means to be that person and what your other ones may be. Maybe mm-hmm. take some time to rank them. Um, and if you do so choose to rank them, please send it into socialforiapodcast at gmail.com. We want to see which ones you have uh, selected for yourself. Yeah, that so, would be super yeah, awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be a great little uh, experiment for us mm-hmm. uh, and for you because we'll, we'll let you know uh, the results. So moving on, um, we need to do our daily obsessions. And I want to know, Amanda, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll go first. You want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go. Okay. So last night when I was teaching, I had such a cute moment with a mother and a daughter, and it really made me smile for the next few hours. It was adorable. Um, I was giving high fives during the class, and I guess the daughter uh, didn't really know what a high five was. So at the end of the class, the mom asked um, if she could ask me a question. And I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. And basically, she was inquiring as to what a high five is. And sorry, for those of you that don't know, I teach... ESL online to um, Chinese students and um, I guess high fives aren't really a part of the culture there some of them know it but I think it's just through like osmosis of of tons of teachers doing it it Um, so I was explaining what a high five is and I told them they should practice and then they were practicing (laughs) high five on the screen and it was so cute I loved it it was amazing that sounds like um uh, one of those great lost in translation moments. I had no idea that they don't high five in China. I figured, no, I, I feel like I feel like I go to the, I feel like I look on the Olympics and whenever I see a Chinese team, they're high fiving or like or is uh, that just me like not. implanting think, some yeah. random like recency bias or whatever? Uh, yeah, confirmation yeah, bias. Yeah, you or probably they probably no, or maybe they do, but I think I think maybe if you're not exposed to it, like. Someone who's gone right. to the Olympics right. might have they been might exposed. Be more exposed. Right. That's but true. if you're not exposed to you that, it's just it's totally the, so an funny. element of like Western yeah. culture, which yeah, is yeah. so bizarre when you really think about it, right? Wow. I want now. I have to go do a deep dive about I how just, the high five got started because right? I need to know. And even explain it, I was like, "Geez, how do I explain it?" Because yeah. I'm so used to it. But I, yeah, I just love. Um, I think this firsthand experience, like just seeing the cultural differences yeah, like yeah, face up it's so cool and it yeah. is just um brought in my world so much mm-hmm. and it's fantastic dope um my daily obsession is the art exhibit at the toronto center for the arts it's up um from yesterday and it's going to be running until next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be including the documentary that we worked on that mm-hmm. uh, highlights yeah. sustainability in art. It's going to be inclusive of a lot of other paintings um, by some of the uh, best uh, visual artists in the city of Toronto. Um, so go please check out the Toronto Center for the Arts um, main exhibit hall. Um, they have some wonderful art going on there. You can see our documentary. <laughs> wow, I, I can't say any words today. Daku, um, daku, daku. <laughs> oh, the, you can go see our documentary um, and you can also go see so, all of the wonderful other art that's there. So awesome. check it out. Yep. All right. Um, so we got the daily obsessions on deck. We are going to peace out. But before we go, Amanda, uh, last 
podcast, you had a little trouble telling us where to find us. <laughs> okay, I got this. <laughs> you want to redeem yourself? I got this, okay, yeah. Go for it. You can find us on the web at www.sosafaria.com. Hey. You can email us at sosafariapodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And you can like us, comment us, rate us, review us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. It's blessed. Do it. Do it right now. The podcast is over. You have no excuse. We're literally looking at you right now. Do it right now. The second. Bye.